0: Chilco, Chilco, make the electricity flow. Chilco, Chilco, from the Gulf to family, you know. No matter where you go, it's Chilco, Chilco, Chilco. Welcome back to On the Grid, a podcast produced by Chelco. Chelco is a not-for-profit electric distribution cooperative serving more than 62,000 accounts in Walton, Okaloosa, Holmes, and Santa Rosa counties in the panhandle of Florida.
1: Being a member of Chelco or knowing about Chelco means that many of you are familiar with today's topic. In this episode, we'll be discussing hurricanes and hurricane preparations. Now, we've been fortunate to avoid major storms for a few years, but as a power provider to tens of thousands of people, we have a responsibility to always be prepared. In a very welcome surprise, we are joined today by a special guest on the podcast to provide additional inside information, if you will, into the storm response world here at Chelco. our leading man and CEO, Mr. Steve Rhodes.
2: Well, thank you. It's good to be here. I'd like to thank the communications team for producing this podcast. It's important that our members know how the storm restoration process works and how hard everyone here at Chelco works to restore power as quickly and safely as possible. Other co-op employees will speak later in this podcast, but I wanted to share just a few comments with listeners to begin the discussion. First, as CEO, I'm ultimately responsible for the co-op's day-to-day operations, which, of course, includes storm response. My role in the restoration process is to oversee, enable, and assist. I delegate a single person from the operations group to oversee the -the boots-on-the-ground response, and you'll hear more from him shortly. But ultimately, it's my responsibility to see that we're ready when a storm hits and our employees have what they need to restore electric service to our members. I'm also responsible for keeping the co-op's Board of Trustees informed of our progress and any obstacles that may impede our efforts. Our board's always been very supportive of our efforts in all areas, not just storm response. I'm fortunate to have such a fine board to work with.
1: In the following segments, we'll speak with different employees from different departments throughout Chelco to give a better understanding of how storm preparation is tackled throughout our organization. First up, we'll hear from Matthew
0: Avery, Chelco's Senior Vice President of Engineering and Operations. And with that role, he's also Chelco's Hurricane Response Coordinator.
3: It is extremely important for us to be prepared. We're owned by our members, and so it's extremely important that we act accordingly. I've been fortunate to have some experience, you know, working storms throughout my career. And, and currently at Chilco, uh, if a major disaster comes through, my role, uh, we call it the Chilco Emergency Coordinator. And so that role is uh, kind of designated to me by the CEO based on each storm. So um, essentially all aspects of the hurricane response fall under my purview uh, during uh, hurricanes or any other major disaster. But we have a hurricane plan Uh, We have worked really for decades. The plan is comprised of different areas and kind of key coordinator roles. Some of those roles include uh, safety coordinator, operation liaison, workforce assignment coordinator, accounting, FEMA coordinator, communications coordinator. And so all of those folks, you know, have certain areas of responsibility uh, that they oversee during the hurricane response And then they report up to me. During a storm, particularly at the beginning of the storm, there are a lot of unknowns. How much damage is there? What's damaged? How bad is it? Uh, Any damage to employees' homes? And and really just dozens of other kind of unknowns. If employees do not know their role and what is expected of them and are confident in their role, it can take us longer to uh, restore power than it really should. You know, as employees, it's our responsibility to get prepared, you know, for the storm prior to hurricane season uh, because we want safest, uh, most efficient restoration that we can have. And people have to know what's expected and know how to do their role for that to happen. During the year, uh, we have at least one uh, hurricane readiness uh, meeting where all the key coordinators and others get together and we talk about storm restoration we talk about uh, things that went well from previous storms we talk about things that did not go well from previous storms so we can you know try to improve from storm to storm there's always something we can learn uh, one thing about our employees they are constantly looking for better ways to do something and um, part of that is just simply knowing our role preparing for it training for it so that we can you know, give the best service possible to the membership.
1: Next up, we'll speak with Mary Bailey and Angie Burgess, who have worked in member services for several major storms. We're going to hear what it's like to work on a hurricane from a member services perspective. This is Mary Bailey followed by Angie Burgess.
4: What we do as far as we answer phone calls, um, we help dispatch as far as, you know, what they have to do in their role and, to
5: make sure that the members are safe. Because members will call in with things like there's a line down, it's on fire, we need somebody right now, so those kind we have to immediately get to dispatch. We have to let ECC know right away. And that's another
4: critical part of our job is to make sure we know what to say to the members. I know we've said this, but we have to make sure if they're having a medical situation, what number to provide to them if they need shelter. What number to provide for them. So it's just not that we're member services. We wear many, many hats. And that's one good thing that Chelco does for us. We're equipped, we're trained to be able to come on board and do what we need to do to serve our
0: members. Now let's hear from Manager of Operations, Kevin Wilkerson, who oversees all line work at Chelco and acts as the Workforce Assignment Coordinator during disaster response. <laughs>
6: Mainly operations uh, role is just coordinating crews. That kind of depends on the size of the event. Uh, We may be doing restoration ourselves or we may be managing assisting crews that comes in. You know, if it's a large event, our people are more pushed towards uh, leading and coordinating assisting crews instead of the actual restoration at the time. It is a lot of planning. You know, we, of course, have a hurricane plan that we all try to review prior to storm season. So a big part of that is knowing each role, knowing your role, making sure everybody else knows theirs. And then outside of the plan, just preparing our equipment and make sure we're ready to respond if needed. To me, it's like putting all the pieces of the puzzle together prior to the event and then seeing it at work. You know, the once you do all the prep, put all the pieces together, and then everybody gets here and begins work and then just see how the work plays out and see the restoration start taking effect and you know it's amazing a lot of time to see the efforts of the line crews and all the other departments i you know there's so many different people that plays an important role it's not, not just the line crews it's the all the assistance that goes along with that just seeing all the pieces come together and and work <laughs>
0: Now let's go back to Matthew to hear how the hurricane plan has evolved over the years.
3: Long before my time at Chelco, um, we were responding to the hurricanes. Employees, you know, Chelco as a whole was responding. But really, our plan really has evolved since 2004. In 2004, Hurricane Ivan impacted our area, and while we had a plan, you know, for Hurricane Ivan, and, and like I said, we've had plans in place for for decades. And Hurricane Ivan restoration went well. It did. But since then, we have really refined the the plan in a sense that one thing, we have metrics in place based on the intensity of the storm. So we have some guidelines in place. If we have a storm that's a cat one and it's the center of the storm is 40 miles from our service territory, we know how many contractors we're going to need. Uh, how much food we're going to need, housing requirements. If we're going to need a base camp uh, set up or not, things like uh, do uh, do we have to cancel vacation for employees so we're all ready to go. All these things are now in our plan, and so having those requirements in there, one, it helps all the key coordinators know what's expected, but it also helps me as the kind of the overall emergency coordinator, it helps me make more timely decisions because I'm not having to think through everything we've planned ahead and we have some metrics and guidelines to use.
1: While we can't predict every storm's impact, we can go through considerable lengths to get prepared. Part of that plan includes calling on other electrical cooperatives to assist in restoration when needed and sending crews of our own out to assist other cooperatives when they've been impacted. In the co-op world, they call that mutual aid. Here's Matthew Avery, followed by Kevin Wilkerson and working foreman Chad Holt, discussing the idea of mutual aid and the impact of a storm.
3: Co-ops, one thing about co-ops, uh, we absolutely help each other. And, you know, we all kind of giggle to ourselves sometimes we, we, and say we'd much rather go give support than have to need support at our, at home. Um, because when you're going somewhere, the damage is somewhere else. So mutual aid is, is just a concept that where cooperatives help each other out uh, during any kind of major event whether it's a hurricane could be uh, even forest fires tornadoes any kind of uh, event that impacts the system and causes you know uh, widespread outages we will send uh, our linemen our engineers warehouse staff communication staff we will send those to other co-ops when when requested to basically work and do whatever they need. And we do the same thing. Our first uh, call uh, during hurricanes is try to acquire mutual assistance or help from other cooperatives.
6: I think it all comes down to uh, customer service from the co-op business model. Uh, When you think of co-op and you think of customer service and uh, serving our members, uh, that's our mindset here. So if you're using mutual aid from other co-ops, that kind of follows that. Not just if they're here working with us or, you know, it could be us. They're working with them as well. And everybody just has the same mindset of, you know, customer service, doing what we can for the member. And it just makes a difference, you know, the mindset that our employees have versus someone that's not connected to a co-op.
7: For the most part, all co-ops do do everything the same, so – you know, when like we go help another co-op, they come help us. It's easy just to fall right in with their routine, the way they do things, the same as here. You can pretty much get them on the system, get them to a point. You can turn them loose and let them go. We can be going on doing something else. You know, they do do things like we do it. Yeah,
6: and their quality of work tends, in most cases, to line up with the same as ours would be here. So, like Chad said, it makes it a lot easier to uh, put some trust in them when you. No, they're coming from a sister co-op.
1: We often talk about the greatness of the Chelco organization, but a lot of this comes down to the fact that they always try to make an effort to get better and improve on things. Nothing is a bigger testament to this than our response efforts over the years. Here's Angie Burgess, followed by Matthew Avery, on the evolution of hurricane response efforts at Chelco and lessons learned from major storms over the years.
5: Back in those days... (laughs) We had to work at the brick building over on Baldwin, um, and ECC Dispatch was in another building, and the way we used to have to let them know of outages, we had a pad, and you wrote down the name, the map number, the address, and then any special things, and if they were anything anything, lines, fire, we had to highlight it, and then somebody would take a stack of them. And walk them over through the storm, walk them over to dispatch to give them that. and then they had the big map that they was using push pins, and, pins. Yep. yeah, it was so hard back then.
3: During my 20 years at Chelco, there's been four named hurricanes, several tropical storms, and multiple other major you know weather events that have caused or caused damage significant damage to our uh, system. Hurricane Ivan was the most impactful during my time at Chilco. If I remember right, we had almost 30,000 uh, members out of power. Um, we worked for eight days, you know, 16-hour days for eight days to restore power. So that was the most impactful storm as far as damage to the system. I think it's also the storm that we learned, I'm not going to say the most from, but we, but we learned a lot from uh, the first few days of Hurricane Ivan. We had no communication our cell phones were down, our radio system were down. You know, we thought we were well prepared far from a communication standpoint, being able to communicate with employees and staff in the field. Uh, but when both of those systems went down, we were kind of back to old school, carrying messages, you know, mouth to mouth, so to speak. Uh, since then, we've invested in a what's called a land mobile radio system that is uh, owned and operated by our wholesale power provider, Power South Energy Cooperative. Uh, That system really gives us the ability to have more control over our communications because Power South can immediately make repairs or replace equipment that may have been damaged during the storm. Another thing we've learned, I think, from Hurricane Ivan and really all the other storms too is you need a good plan. And when you have a plan, work your plan. A lot of times, let me put it this way, it's easy to start second-guessing the plan and the information in the plan. Uh, we just need to go with it because it's, it's been developed from real-world data um, from storms in the past. And then another thing, we touched on this earlier, just make sure that your employees know what is expected of them. Again, because nothing's worse really for an employee who really is unsure of what they're supposed to do. You know, all of our employees want to do a good job, but they have to know what's expected of them, you know, so they can do that. And so as uh, as as leaders at Chelco, we have to make sure we've trained properly.
0: If you've ever wondered how we decide who to restore first, typically Chelco will target the largest outages first in an effort to restore as many members as possible. Matthew Avery, Chad Holt, and Kevin Wilkerson discuss the steps to restoring power and encourage members to remain patient and trust the process.
3: Yeah, so uh, one of the things that we... Talk about at Chelco, and I try to emphasize to our employees uh, we need to show grace to each other during the storms because uh, it can get very frustrating. Uh, employees are working extremely long hours, and you know you get tired, and so we have to show each other grace. Uh, one of the things I would s- suggest for members is to do the same thing. You know, the employees are working as hard as they can to restore power. There is a plan. Uh, the system has to be brought back up, meaning re-energized in a systematic way. That is the most efficient way and the safest way to do that. And at times, certain members uh, may be left without power, and they just cannot understand why. And there's usually a reason for it. Uh, we absolutely want to restore everyone as quickly as possible. But uh, so I would ask that members, you know, show the Chelco employees a little grace and, and try to understand that there is a plan and those employees are working that plan.
7: Even if you don't see us, we're out there working on it. You know, it's hard to understand. You know, we have started substation and work our way out and the person in the line and you know, they might not see somebody for several days and they're like, well, no, we don't see trucks, but you know, there's a process that we got to start at the beginning. We got to work our way to the end of the line. You can't just start in the middle. You got to work at the start, work to the end. So, even though you don't see us, we're there, we're coming. We know that we know you're out. We're doing everything we can. We understand. Like
6: I said, a lot of times we're out too. Yeah, and to go along with that, uh, there's a misconception a lot of times that someone may see us close the fuse in and their lights come on. Well, it took five minutes to close the fuse in, but they don't realize that it may have took two days worth of work to get the line ready to close the fuse. So sometimes the per, uh, perception is, You know, all you had to do was close that switch, but I've been out of power for three days or four days or whatever. But uh, like Chad said, it's the things that you don't see going on that sometimes it can be misleading.
1: Regardless of your position within Chelco, we understand that everyone must be involved when it comes to restoration efforts. Knowing that it takes all employees to complete an efficient restoration, our families must understand that we have to work long hours even when most workplaces would be closed for the storm. To talk about this perspective and what goes on during a storm and how we have to work away from home during this time, first up is Matthew Avery, followed by Mary Bailey and Angie Burgess.
3: My role is what it is, oversight of the restoration. Other key coordinators have their role. Uh, It takes us all to get the job done. Uh, So uh, I'm going to be available. From a personal standpoint, um, my wife and kids They just know that that's just part of what I do, uh, working for Chelco. And so, while my wife would love for me to be able to hang out at home with them while they're, you know, watching the storm come through, or the days after when it's nice and sunny, but school's still out, and they're just having a good time, uh, and we're all at work. They understand that. My my wife's wonderful. She she knows that you know I need to be here at Chelco, and she just takes care of whatever we need to do at home so she she handles it so i can come here and not have to worry about what's happening at home and that's really important for all our employees particularly the employees who are out working in the field they need a supportive home life supported spouse partner whoever's at their house in their life they need to know that those folks are going to take care of things at home so they can come to work and restore power for the members
4: Well, I raised five children, and they are tough as ladder knots because they knew if Mama had to go into work, they better be on their best behavior and not do nothing wrong while I was working. And they knew not to call and bother me at all. But there were times, you know, where it did bother me when I had to go in and leave my family um, to, to take care of, my job as far as that goes but i can honestly say that my family has always stood behind me and understood what i had to do to make sure that power was restored one of my daughters was so funny one time she was like telling somebody what mama did and she was like yep Mama has to go in and make sure all the power's on at Telco, <laughs> even during the storm.
5: And after you've been here a long time, your family knows if a storm's coming, we're going to be gone. So we do prepare if they're going to go stay, you know, at Grandma's house or somebody or have, they have to go out of state. You know, we get all of those arrangements made, make sure there's plenty of batteries and food and first aid. Before we ever leave, because we we know that we have to go to work.
0: Let's hear from Matthew Avery one last time on why you should feel confident in Chelco's ability to respond to a hurricane.
3: It'd be nice not to have another hurricane for the next 20 years, Uh, probably not gonna happen. But during that time, we still have to prepare. And so when we have actual storms, we're putting our plans into action, and so we're learning. On the years that we don't have actual major events, hurricanes, uh, we do have to do uh, kind of mock hurricane scenarios, and so we get our employees together and we we review what we would do should we have a storm. Maybe we won't have any hurricanes for the next 10 years at least, but if we do, our membership should know we are prepared. Our, your employees are are ready. we're we're training you know, on an annual basis. So we, so next time there's a storm that rolls through, we can do a better job than we did the previous one.
0: As we wrap up this episode, we want to remind you that if you have any questions about how to prepare for hurricanes, please give us a call and we will gladly share the best resources we have to help you and your family stay prepared. You probably noticed that a common theme throughout this episode has been the importance of planning ahead. We'll go back to CEO Steve Rhodes for the final word.
2: I always preach, make a plan, work the plan, and that's exactly what we do. Planning is critical, but it's meaningless without execution. Restoring power after a hurricane is a Herculean effort, and I ask for our members' patience and understanding should the worst happen. A final comment I'd like to make before I close is to acknowledge the sacrifices of not only the members, but also our employees and families. During storms, employees must leave their families to respond to outages, Their families may be evacuating the area, their homes may be damaged, but they still come in to the co-op and work those outages to restore power to our membership, and that's something special. I'll conclude with a huge thank you to our employees for all they do during these extremely difficult times. It's truly inspirational to see how they all come together for the benefit of our members.
1: As always, we want to thank you for listening to On the Grid, our Chelco podcast. We hope that hearing this testimony today has given you a sense of peace and confidence that Choco is ready to act in case of a hurricane. But knock on wood, we hope that we won't have to worry about that for quite some time. At minimum, we hope that you learned something today that can help protect you, keep you safe, and comes in handy when the next storm hits. Until next time, here's a little bug for your ear. We serve snowbirds and vacationers, and all
0: oh, those spring breakers, farmers and rural houses. Rustic homesteaders, we serve the AFB and we're
3: owned by our members. And it is our mission to make their lives better. Chill, go, chill, go,
0: make the electricity flow. Chill, go, chill, go, from the Gulf to Alabama, you know. No matter where you go, it's chill, go, chill, go, chill, go.